Awesome, awesome. We are live, everybody. Um, welcome, welcome to Marijuana SA Weekly, episode thirty-four. It's uh, well past a a year. Um, it's our you know two weeks over the year, and we're still coviding. So we at the home, the home studios. Dina, we've I've lost your audio. Yeah, we um, so those guys joining in on the live, um, uh, live Instagram. This is uh, coming through. We also on uh, recording a YouTube video at, at the moment, um, and uh, Dean's here on uh, on Zoom, joining What's in. Yeah, eating your lunch. <laughs> Yeah, so shot guys for joining. Um, yeah, for those uh, that are watching on the on the YouTube, um, yeah, thanks for joining. And and uh, uh, we've got a, a quite a lot in store for us tonight. We we decided, um, you know, with the sort of change of things and pretty much everything I'm hearing on the news and whatnot is all about uh, how the cannabis business, not how the cannabis, but how business is affected. And we actually want to tie this back to how the cannabis business is getting affected. Um, like we've seen numerous different, um, like uh, we've heard different reports, like some have done like super well and some are sort of obviously feeling the, the heat and the burn and the pressure. And yeah, so that's sort of what we what we're going to be chatting about. Um, yeah, I don't know, Dean. Have you also been hearing hearing much about about the the business side and and cannabis business? And so, slowly, what I've been uh, <laughs> looking at: how is COVID nineteen affecting business within South Africa? And then, what I've also really been thinking a lot about on top of that is how is COVID nineteen going to change the the workspace within South Africa? How is this going? How it, it, after this? Is it going to be the same as it was before? And I really don't think think that it is going to. I think that this has been a wake up call for a lot of people. That like, I mean, me especially as one of those people, I'll group myself in. Like everything seems so normal and going as is and has for many years. And this is the first major disruption to a whole country, not one industry, not one specific group of people. A whole country, a whole world, the whole world is is, is feeling the effects of. Of this virus, so I definitely think there's been loads of people affected, and within the cannabis space, obviously that's the industry that we operate in. I think there's been loads of affected people too. No, I agree. I agree, and I, and I think with um, maybe those guys that are watching, sort of from overseas, uh, yeah, well, it's it's week five or six, week six now uh, here in South Africa, and we've gone down now into a a tiered, uh, leveled sort of system, and today uh, we actually went from level five to level four, which is uh, sort of non. Didn't feel like much of a difference, but pictures uh, of like you're allowed to go exercising between six and nine, but like <laughs> there's been specified areas like beaches are off limits, but the promenade of the beach is still fine. So I saw like hundreds of people just like jogging on the promenade which looked like right for the virus i stayed at home <laughs> between six and nine you know so you know it's, yeah, but i think I, I think it's a i think the government in south africa has done well they've gone through like a prep stage to prepare everyone for for the virus now the only natural thing is to allow the virus to spread 
Yeah. I think they bought us bought us a little bit of extra time. Adin, do you, if I think come in a little bit closer to the to the mic, it, it sounds like way not that close. Yeah. <laughs> like medium yeah. Yeah, it's like a nice volume. Yeah. When you come a bit closer it just becomes like a nice volume. Um but yeah, no, I'm for me personally, like I am not ready to go back to like the beach yet. Um like I, I think it's there's certain activities that are you know like business activities make sense because uh, like most of the guys in the cannabis community the industry is only a certain amount of length um, the the cannabis community the, the cannabis industry is only a certain age at the moment I think it's, I mean it's sure there's been a couple of like hardcore guys for like five ten years going like under the radar but it wasn't an industry, you know, then it was a couple outliers, uh, the real early adopters, but like since uh, sort of the change in legislation, it's become a big industry. And now, you know, now only we're seeing the, the, the true impact of something like this on an industry. I mean, it, it's a, it's a money generating thing. Yeah. Like from growth stores to uh, private clubs, which is quite a big thing in South Africa at the moment to sort of uh, CBD businesses, C CBD delivery services, you know. Yo, who do you think has been the most hard hit? I think, I think, uh, I think private clubs or sort of more like uh, social clubs as have been popping like, uh, and there's quite a few that's popped up around Cape Town and, and over South Africa that I've seen. And I think that must be quite a, in, in a sense, it's similar to a restaurant style setup. You know, you're relying on people through the door it's a membership base, but there's still going to be money spent on site. So I think that kind of sort of very uh, mm -hmm. customer service on the ground in a in a specific uh, you know area has been affected has been affected the most. And then I also just think anyone with brick and mortar, because essentially we only some lines of of the cannabis business would fall under essential services currently. So yeah. most people have had to take at least for the first three weeks of lockdown the break, you know, and that is three weeks is basically a month, which is one twelfth of the year. When you put it like that, that's like a twelfth of the time you have to do anything within that space. And when, as a business person, when I look at that, it actually no. shivers up my spine. Yeah, <laughs> one, one twelfth of the annual revenue just disappears. And like, that's, I mean, the, that's tragic. The, they, they all, you know, everyone needs to get their money at the end. If you are a property owner and you're charging rental or you're, you know, there's multiple people who would rely on this specific supply chain. Yeah. And I mean, import part of the industry is, is coming from developed markets like America or, 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 or Europe. So like most of the products are being imported. It's difficult to get stock. It's difficult to, to even, yeah, it's, it's near impossible to operate in the current space. And I think a lot of, I think every business in the cannabis industry has faltered. But I specifically think people who rely solely on brick and mortar have faltered the hardest. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think like um, with South Africa, we, I mean, we don't have the luxury of like uh, coffee shops like, like Amsterdam and, and sort of California, like sort of the more first world countries. I think those guys like in terms of non-South African like close but like they tourist industry and their retail uh, you know like catering like hospitality and they front-facing uh, brick-and-mortar businesses I think they must be absolutely 
dying. The same as like the, the social clubs, I agree. They've got heavy rents. Um, a lot of the space inside, like they pay for space for people to chill out and, and relax and like sit on a couch, get a waiter, you know, uh, you know, waiter on to come serve and, you know, give you some food or whatever or like and then serve your, your, your smoke of choice. It, it's crazy. Like it, they must really be feeling the heat. Yeah, I think I think heavy days, and I think for where the industry was, it was uh, it's very new, very young, under sort of the decriminalized sort of the decriminalized industry. Let's say so anything post uh, uh, September two thousand and eighteen, I think it was still so young, and a lot of people are grinding their hardest and have put in the work, but you know it's 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 when the overheads are there, how long can you go when you have to cut out? Your, your your revenue, you know, if you're not bringing in anything, how can a business survive? And I think, you, and you, I think sorry, carry on. No, but and, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, you don't think something like this is going to happen, so how can you prepare for it? Yeah. You know, so you, it put everyone unawares. Like, I was even, in, in my personal case, dealing with it, we knew it was coming. Like, I was dealing with suppliers in China from December who already were feeling the effects of the virus and it still caught me unaware. So I was like, it's not going to affect me in South Africa down here. You know, it's like, ah, we're immune or whatever. I don't even know. You know, you don't really think about it too much because you don't think next moment you're going to be shut down and locked in your house for three yeah, weeks like to five that. weeks to half. You know, it's, it just seems too alien of a thought to even have. And it happened. It is happening. It's real. You know, we're in the crux of it. We we somewhere where we, we never would have ever anticipated. And and something you um, said earlier with with uh, um, a lot of the businesses and and I don't know something triggered it. But yeah, the, like the uh, the supply chain is is heavily impacted for a lot of business. I mean, we we that's that's on our our frontier from our like uh, the grocery store. Um, a lot of the grow equipment in South Africa is unfortunately not manufactured uh, locally, um, and international cargo is—it's clearing customs, but then it's sitting in South Africa, sort of at uh, you know at the depots, and it, and it may not be delivered because it's non-essential and and this and that. And I think a lot of guys, uh, you know, we have lots of lots of medium shipments and some other guys will consolidate and put four or five shipments in like one or two containers and send it all at once and then you wait and like that's your uh, like one of one of the guys we we got some from recently is is basically waiting for their next container to arrive to be able to carry on selling everything if everything is caught up in a single container your whole business could be essentially caught up in that single container and i mean i have friends in different industries who have been hemorrhaged from the supply chain in China being being held up and then now South Africa is held up so it took ages to get out of China because of all everything happening there then it gets to South Africa now it's not getting released through customs because it's not essential yeah. so you're looking at months like three four months where you can't get any of your main lines and that's what will drive a business under not being able to get the products. I mean, because it, it all comes down to consistency. You know, if you're not consistently selling those same lines that do well on your website and you can't get access to your main lines, how do you hope to survive? And I mean, the whole <clears throat> and the whole sort of supply chain has been damaged, the worldwide supply chain. And I've been in imports for like eight years now and it's been the most difficult time ever. 
to import yeah, anything. Boats must just be going like back and forth, like completely empty. But like, and that's the thing. But I mean, like the the rates haven't even like reflected much for us because of the rand dollar exchange, which is like so heavily you know spiked lately. It, you know, any discounts we would have felt on the on the cargo lines is just gone because of the rand dollar. Uh, the rand dollar is, is, is looking horrific. The import game is not a good game to be in. <laughs> I don't even want to think about the rand dollar. Uh, always, and then otherwise, so we've got, you know, obviously the retail front. Um, we've got the sort of, the, you know, the main importers sort of like us that are getting hit pretty hard in terms of like supply chains. Um, what about on the more like, uh, undercover side of the cannabis industry. I mean, there's obviously guys operating that are, you know, there's, there's obviously we we know, you know, certain industries that sell and buy in, you know, medicinal cannabis, and that, oh, that, you know, government definitely an industry of of like at the shops, parking lot, deal, dealing going down because there are people who are selling THC weed undercover. There is the industry; it's massive. We all know it. <laughs> And I think that that industry is thriving harder than ever. You have the month of 420, the whole month. <laughs> people stuck at home and they, all they can really do or want to do is get stoned and play games or do whatever to keep you entertained through this time where you're stuck at home. So I think the illegal industry is thriving as hard as always because it's always been illegal. So it's always yeah. been undercover. It's always had to be smoke and mirrors and this, that, and you... it's not conventional, you know. So your unconventional purchasing is still going to take place because it's always been that way. It's just new, a new environment to operate under. Oh, just a little bit more, like there's less to blend in with, I, I think would be the, the sort of... Yeah, you know. out there, maybe people need to think more about what they're doing or whatever, but like there's definitely less, uh, it's definitely way less people out there. So I think, I, I think, I don't know, I think it's a, I think it's a, obviously an adjustment for that industry as well. But I do think it's, it would do as well, it would do as well as ever because people are, I mean, a lot of people may not be working full time or, you know, they're in a different working environment. Um, if they do still have work, so maybe a lot of people aren't able to even afford anymore because they're out of work on yeah. the other side of, of that question as well, you know. But I think I think the same as like illegal cigarettes, you see that all over South Africa now. Like none of the legal brands, I don't smoke cigarettes, so it doesn't affect me. Mm. But none of the none of the legal brands are being sold. But every smoker I know is now all of a sudden smoking an illegal brand of cigarette, and illegal cigarettes are massive in South Africa. And it shows that's an industry operating in the shadows already, and now in a space like this, it's the only thing that's available. So it would be the same for weed. Yeah, no, it, it really is. I don't think it's, it's stopped much. Maybe on like larger movements, perhaps. Uh, and attacks, for example, they've not, course, like yeah. the ones that were still open under new, uh, different branding. Maybe businesses like that are really feeling the effects, but like I know the, the one, the, like the ones that I know of, for example, they seem like seemed in relatively decent area for overhead. So yeah. they definitely, but I think sort of your traditional weed dealer kind of vibe, I don't think is feeling it as much. No, I think, I think there is a, it's not a bad time, you know, overall, like, you know, Oaks can't spend their money on dope, can't spend their money on ciggies. Oh, they can't spend their money on like fast food and takeouts until today. <laughs> you know, like, there's 
there's not much you, you can't even spend your money on a holiday or a weekend away or, or clubbing or whatever you want to like you know whatever slightly um you know dubious activity or, or whatever like this is the only one that's possibly available i think it's yeah it's, exactly. it's probably easier than I mean, getting beers to be honest easier to buy weed at the moment than it is to buy weed i don't buy weed because we grow all our own but like from what i've heard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's impossible to find beers and ciggies but it's easy to find 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 weed and that i mean that just points to it like the government gives you alcohol and cigarettes they add massive syntax on top of it and then no. they cut it off all of a sudden and like people who are highly addicted to cigarettes i think you're more susceptible to getting sick if your supply is cut off then they're not so how can they pull something like this it's just like heavy conspiracy theory vibes oh, the stress of if i ran out of cigs in, in those situations like the stress would definitely give me like instant corona <laughs> yeah you just like summon it from the universe into you. <laughs> Thank goodness I, I stopped because like I'm quite stubborn. So if I had stopped when it wasn't my decision, I, I wouldn't have been. So um, like you know, a, a de you know, tuned to that idea. You know, like now at least when I, I stopped, bought, it, was, it was my own choice. <laughs> I bought the black market beers for like thirty rand a damn piece. Just because you know you can't cut off. You, it's it's. I, I think it's ridiculous, but I mean, it also kind of makes sense with the way the South Africa is, but that's a whole different conversation. No, no, it really is. It, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, and, and yeah, just, I mean, just thinking about it, like, uh, you know, while, while there's some people sort of on watching on the live, um, they're like, yeah, you know, Marijuana say it's never really had a, like this, this episode is kind of on the, you know, a little bit more melancholic than, than usual, but you know, it's, it, you know, we're also serious guys and we, we recognize the seriousness of, of this situation and to our like cannabis, um, the, all of our friends are in the cannabis community and operate in the cannabis scene and industry and none of the businesses are big businesses. There's very few businesses in the cannabis industry that are like plus 10 people, plus 15 people. They all small, they all startups and like just seeing um, the impact that that's going to have on, on some of our friends, you know, from us at Maryland, they say, you know, our hearts are going out and, and you know, we're always trying to make sure we, we are able to do what we can for anyone in the community, um, especially seeing uh, we, we recently did a, a, a hiring and there was like 230 applications on Facebook, 60 on Gumtree, like 20 on LinkedIn in like four days. Literally less than a week. And, but I think it's just that, that also just points to how many people have been affected very rarely by COVID-19. Everyone has been affected. There's not one person that hasn't been affected by this in some way. No, and it, dude, it has no, it has no bounds, you know, it's, um, it's affected everyone in any industry and, and as a cannabis community we've always stuck tight and we've always uh you know supported each other through you know like pre-legalization you know pre-decriminalization days and like now i think you know covid might be the next you know the next stand i mean there's gonna have to be like covid marches and and people recovering from the impact of this massive massive uh issue that everyone's going through but yeah so maybe there's no real the uh, consensus 
to the the rant it's just to let you know like you know me and Dean talk about it all the time how 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 hectic it is and uh, just watching businesses die it both gives it gives us both the the, the krills or whatever um, you know it's tragic times definitely definitely tragic tragic times and uh, it's yeah the most interesting time ever but also 2020 was going to be <laughs> great year, but it's definitely found to be a shit one but a shit one for everyone so yeah. something we can all get behind and as like Andy said as a cannabis community we always have stuck together so I think the I'm hoping all of our competitors and all of the small businesses can survive, but mm. those that do survive, I'm definitely sure there's going to be massive innovations coming yeah. coming out. I mean, us as marijuana SA, we've taken this time to relook at the business. We've opened a distribution center, which is going to be fully functioning as of Monday. So we've taken this time to really look at the business, and we had luckily built our business in a in a fully online way so it was ready to sort of handle something something like this yeah. but then again it's been a, we've, we've thought a lot and we've put in a lot of effort and we've really used this as sort of like a mental a mental preparation time for the reopening of the market which is coming soon so i hope, uh, I hope everyone else in the industry has taken this time to do the same and not sort of wasted it away you know yeah look at it it was you could you could take it as okay cool it's a three-week holiday or say like it's the first time ever that you can actually sit and think about how your business operates that's what i can do better it's like uh, putting your um putting your business into service mode you know like uh, repairs and maintenance mode like a website you know you you close it up and you know you can make some of those big changes like change of you know change up of servers and and systems and things like that um, and you know if you have control over it like that's excellent use of the time uh, you know yeah as you said I mean we, we made out to capitalize on the on the time and, and having a, a distribution center is, is going to be going to be a big efficiency gain for us I mean we, we strive for next day delivery on almost all of our shipments even in Corona we, we slipped to about two and a half to like 2.25 I think was the average delivery time days uh, at the moment um, for the month it's a little bit higher I think it's about 3.4 or something so it's, it has slipped a bit you know with working with the couriers is, is tricky in these times but yeah we from you know as soon as the couriers are back up and the distribu distribution center is going it's going to be back down to like one day maximum delivery time it's been a super interesting time but there's no other time that you would have ever got to hit hit maintenance mode when you know that everyone else in your industry is having to do the same you know everyone had to take a break and it's like a forced break it's not like everyone else could I mean and it's been it's a horrifying time and we still got a lot of a lot to go through with this whole pandemic within South Africa but I think it's it's definitely on top of everything, you know, I think it's been a good time to really, to really think and innovate within your business, and I'm hoping that you see a lot of that coming out of this, and in, and a new way or some sort of slight change to the way that business operates as a whole within the country. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yo, guys, sorry for for making it a little bit, you know, melancholic. Um, I'm I'm thinking, what's next week? Are we going to be back in the studio anytime soon? Um, 
back in the studio quite soon. I think gatherings are of small amounts are allowed, so maybe we can get our old favorite in the studio and do something a little bit more a little bit more normal. But going uh, forward, we will also be doing some. We'll be updating my webcam so we can high <laughs> quality of my side, and then we will be doing one or two episodes a month from the remote studio so that we can bring up stats and cool information. And then when we do hit the studio, it's going to be super cool local interviews and we're hoping to do some some interviews on this platform as well. So slight adjustments to the way the show is going to be operating, but I think for, for the better. I like this format, but I also like the studio format and I think that a mix of the two is going to be a good game changer for the show. Yeah, this, this has its conveniences for us. Uh, I mean, okay, yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> this is like... You know, being being in the studio is, is is a is a is a work on its own. I mean, this is massively convenient, um, and yeah, uh, the content we can deliver is insane. And yeah, guys, if you're watching on on the Instagram live, uh, maybe check out the the our YouTube channel. Uh, I think we had one thousand four hundred twenty, so four twenty subs. Uh, this this today it, it was a quite a landmark moment for us, and then we also. Um, we're going to be upping our game a bit on the media content pretty soon. Uh, we are doing about three videos a week. Uh, we don't just do the podcast. We also do pro tips and um, certain things like we, you know, we show you to show you guys our grow systems and what lights we're using and the nutrients and all sorts of like how to grow basil and, you know, like, you know, com companion planting and things like that. Even some baking tips and tricks and different pots that we use. So yeah, it's it's quite interesting. It's quite a laugh. Um, we're normally a little bit less uh, less serious and more like you know happy go lucky on our on our videos. But yeah, no, we we appreciate anyone that that joined in to watch, and yeah, really appreciate your time, guys. No, thanks for watching, everyone. The podcast, as always, is is epic, and the channel has just been so well received. And and like Andy said, we're doing so much more content, and we're hoping to maybe push it up to even more videos per week as we as we as we move forwards in the year. But we're definitely making it an absolute priority, and we wanted to pump out the best the best content possible. So it's all worth it because of everyone watching as well. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, that does make it does make it a little bit more worth it. Oh, I think um. That pretty much sums up our, our episode 18. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty rough and ready. It's been stopped and moving like all of our health shop today. It's not going to be a two-hour podcast tonight. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for watching. Um, hopefully, join us again next week for episode 55. Uh, maybe on the couch, maybe on Zoom, but we'll let you know on Instagram throughout the week. Yeah. Peace, guys. Thanks so much. Cool. Peace, guys. Woo.